0: Hello, you're listening to Art Smitten with Beth and Talise on Sin Nation. Uh, next up, we have a guest who's joining us over the phone. It's Thomas Caldwell here to talk about the Next Gen program. Welcome, Thomas.
1: Hey, thanks for having me.
0: Hi, great. So, I'm wondering first if you can just tell us a little bit about the Next Gen program um, and how it fits in with the, the broader Melbourne International Film Festival.
1: Sure. Next Gen is one of the many strands in the the MIF program. I mean, we have a section, the Australian Showcase section, the Accent on Asia section, Backbeat. But but Next Gen is one of these sections, but it's a little bit different because it's specifically aimed at younger people. And because most films that screen in the festival aren't classified, so come with an automatic 18-plus restriction, the films in NextGen especially go through a process so they do get an exemption so that anybody over 15 can come, anyone under 15 can come with an adult, parent or guardian. And it, this is the 10th year we've run the Next Gen program. It, it began before my time at the festival. And there's there's sort of two sides to it this year. One is the traditional aspect of it, which is um, to encourage school groups to come to the film. So when selecting the films from all around the world, we, we're thinking about how they could work in a classroom context. When the program began, the focus was on film that might appeal to media students. These days, we're specifically focused now on film that will appeal to language students. So. There's a big demand for language teachers to take their students to, to films that are in the language that they're teaching within schools. So we, that's one of our strongest criteria this year, getting films that are in, in languages taught, mainly in years 7 to 10. But we also want to get good films. I mean, a lot of films aimed at young people are kind of condescending or a bit rubbish. Uh, mm. By no means, not all of them, but um, but, but some are very ordinary. So we've tried to get really good films... Films that reflect diversity and then films that reflect kind of common experiences to the teenagers all over the world.
0: I'm wondering if you can tell me a little bit about, I guess, the connection between learning a language as a as a student and watching a film in that language, and how that how that's beneficial to watch to watch language films.
1: Sure. Now, look, I'm not a language expert. My background is in in, in cinema, so we've partnered very closely this year with the ML. TAV, that's the Modern Language Teachers Association of Victoria. And so sort of what I'm going to tell you now is sort of taken from conversations with them. But if you're learning a language, it's so important to have that immersion in the language being spoken. I mean, it's one thing to hear it on a textbook or a sort of, you know, those language study guides that you, you might listen to. But as anybody who's been to this experience knows, you know, it's amazing to say go to the country where that language is spoken to immerse yourself in that. Uh, not always convenient to fly over to Paris for a few weeks. So, you know, one of the next best things to do is to absorb yourself in a cultural artefact. And and what better is is cinema? Cinema creates such an incredible uh, world, I suppose, to to lose yourself in for for 90 to 100 minutes. So seeing a film in the language that you're learning, you, you, you hear it as a spoken living language, and you can hear it spoken by people your own age. So, you know, with Next Gen, we try to get films that the characters are all the age of the audience we were targeting you know and you hear people telling jokes using slang using the language casually so rather than that formal structured learning you get in the classroom you get to hear it as it's spoken in the real world
0: Mm, yeah sounds great yeah thomas could you give us a bit of a rundown of some of the films that are in there or just a bit of information on what's been picked this time around
1: yeah, of course. Um, I should also say all these films are subtitles as well, so if you don't speak the language, don't worry, you're not going to be lost. There's subtitles <laughs> there. <laughs> and as anyone who's ever learned language knows, that's actually really cool to actually be able to hear the language and at the same time see the subtitles appear. Mm. But look, we, we've picked three French films this year. We've got one from Italy, one from Germany, one from Japan and two from China. A couple of the films in there are animated films, the rest uh, are all sort of narrative fiction some of the films are dramas some are fantasy i mean i could tell you a, a couple of my favorites the, the two mandarin films for example and most of the films we're saying are sort of roughly we're recommending a 12 plus audience They're sort of all ages at secondary school but with the mandarin films you've got the two extremes on one end of the scale we've got a film called the magic brush this is a, a chinese animation and this is this will be really good for younger kids so even primary school kids will enjoy this film it disney in china was one of the partners on the film and it's kind of got a bit of a studio ghibli meets dreamworks vibe to it some nice little surreal flourishes but kind of you know a sort of kung fu panda-esque big-heartedness to it it's based on a a really old chinese folk tale about a boy who whatever he paints with his brush it turns into something real and you know that with that power comes great responsibilities and also the attentions of a greedy general who wants to to obliterate his village and, and mine it. Mm. And then that's just a really fun, vibrant animation. We don't see a lot of animation from, from China. I mean, this is, this is one of the problems in, in, you know, cinema is increasingly commercially focused. So we get heaps of animated films from America. We get a little bit from Japan, but we miss the animation happening all over the world. Europe makes a lot of animated films. But yeah, China, this is a really a really fun film. And at the other end of the um, extreme, we've got a film called What's in the Darkness, which is probably our most mature film in the Next Gen program. So we're sort of recommending this as a 15 plus film. It's I like to compare it a little bit to, to Twin Peaks. It's set in the 1990s. It's based on the filmmakers' real experiences growing up as a young girl in regional China. It's about a village where there's a, a series of murders happening and um, the focus is on the daughter of the policeman in charge of investigating the murders. But the murders are kind of the backdrop to the main story. The main story is about her and her coming of age and starting to really see the gross moral hypocrisy of, her, of, of the culture she lives in. Ridiculous double standards for gender, generational clashes. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's quite a bold, confronting film.
0: Yeah, I was looking at that film and um, it sounds like the the sort of like the subject matter that it's covering is quite quite intense, quite full on. I know you were saying a bit before about how you sort of waive the, the age restrictions. I'm wondering if like what kind of thought goes into what picking films that, that are suitable for students or that you think will benefit students in, in some way?
1: Yeah, it's a very good question. So sorry to- two bits of that question the first is that the classification thing so to classify a film in australia like most countries it goes through a long expensive pr- process and that's how cinemas can play a film when they get the m or the pg rating for a festival we have to apply for an exemption to that process and we have to provide recommendations that won't get us in trouble with the classification board so so whenever i watch these films i sit there in pen and paper and i write down every time a swear word is used I describe the violence, the levels of nudity, references to, to, to drug use, all that sort of thing is what classify the film the way it is. So a film with this this type of film, like What's in the Darkness, has quite adult themes, but it's actually a very... um The film's actually quite subtle. It's not explicit or exploitive. It doesn't show you too much of the violence, even though it's, it does get referred to. So that's why with this film we judged it. Still suitable for young people, but possibly you know the, the 15 plus age group. And in terms of the appropriateness of films, we we do think very seriously about how is this film relevant to young people and what kind of what kind of message is it trying to get across? Um, and and we do look at the broader Australian curricula, which you know is focused on things like ideas of civics and citizenship, interpersonal development. So we look at the themes of the film, such as coming of age or Resilience is a big one. Something that recurs in these films all over the world is how to deal with bullying, how to um, how to sort of hold fast and stay true to your, your sense of self. So that's there's, there's aspects of that in all these films, and this film in particular, What's in the Darkness? It's a It's very much a coming-of-age story and a young girl starting to see the world for what it is and and to to criticise some of the the ways that she's treated simply because she's a young girl. Mm. And we think that's highly relevant to young people.
0: Yeah, it sounds like a great film. They all sound really great. And if... if Anyone out there wants to go check out the Next Gen program or um, other films at the Melbourne International Film Festival, the whole thing runs from the 28th of July to the 14th of August. Yeah, it looks really great. Before we say goodbye, Thomas, we have to ask you to join in our Exquisite Corpse Story thing which I actually didn't brief you about, so I'll quickly explain that to you now. Um, I'm on the spot, yeah. It's just it's 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 nothing nothing terrifying. Every week we ask our guests to contribute a line to an ongoing story and so I'm just gonna give you the line that the the last guest has said and then you just say whatever you want following on from <laughs> that line. <laughs>
1: okay. Sound good? Yeah it sounds great.
0: Alright so <laughs> the first line uh, the, the previous line was because the car is parked right next door.
1: I was immediately suspicious of the Dutchman behind the wheel.
0: Wonderful. <laughs> okay, thank you so much for joining us, Thomas. And again, yep, the festival runs from the 28th of July to the 14th of August. See you, Thomas.
1: My pleasure. Bye-bye.
0: Bye. You're listening to Artsmit and non Nation.